The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. Because I tell you the truth, if they would know it was the inside of our people, they would be amazed. Because I, every time, deal with the inside of our people, and I'm one on the team, and I'm amazed. Let me tell you where I'm coming from. I told you that I teach a 12th grade class in high school every day. And you know, last week when we had the $1.5 billion Powerball, so I had to use that to break open a certain point on Hashkafah with the guys. And I gave him the dirashah that I gave him, which is the speech that we heard last week, how Hashem could take anyone at any second and give them anything He wants, anyone. And He proved that to us last week for all those that ever questioned that such a thing was possible to make someone a billionaire overnight. But then I told the guys, I said, guys, if you win, what would you do with the money? Nobody tell me. I want everybody to take out papers and just put your name on the top and write down exactly what you would do with the money. And believe me, ladies, each guy in my class, they were already spending the money before they bought the ticket. They were certain they're winning. There's no question they're winning. One kid told me, he said to me, Rabbi, I'll tell you the truth. God should send the Powerball, billion dollar Powerball more often. This is the first week I prayed in a long time. I prayed this week like Kippur. He said, I'm telling you, Rabbi, I'm winning. Don't even bother buying a ticket. It's mine. I said, listen, I'd rather you win. Remember who your Rebbe is. <laughs> we gave out papers and everybody started writing a list. And I'm telling you ladies, we started this at 10.35. Class breaks, recesses at 11 o'clock. They sat until 11.15 writing and writing and they wouldn't, not even for recess. I want, you want to hear something amazing? Amazing as a Rebbe. And all the teachers and Rebbe's out there will love what I'm about to say now. Do you know, in those 40 minutes that they took to write out their whole list of the things they're going to spend their money on when they win the big Powerball, do you know, they did not look at their phones once. They didn't pull out their phones once. They did nothing. The umbilical cord, it was buzzing and buzzing and buzzing. And they ignored it. And I'm saying to myself, oh, I can't believe this. It's possible. It's actually possible. We just got to be able to bring learning in their eyes up to the level of chashibut of money. And who knows, maybe they'll mature one day to put that crying iPhone away. Who knows? But until that point, let me tell you the papers that came back at 11.15. The principal walked in the middle and he sees it's 11.10 and everyone's in their desk writing. He looked at me like, what in the world is going on? I just, I just told him, you know, just forget it. It's about my, oh, money, flu, sure, okay, no problem. Here, I'd have to say another word. 11.15, everyone gives in their papers. I start going through, listen, I want to tell you, look at the hearts of our guys. Honest. At the bottom of the lists, 
there were all different types of wonderful boy toys like uh, Lamborghinis and uh, Maseratis and uh, you know and then the houses in Miami and Turnberry and Deal and uh, you know yeah these guys they're not even married yet but they trained them well you got to have a house here and a house there and a house there and a, so they have to get up with the times because they're only 17 what are they going to do without a house in Turnberry so that's where the money's going Rabbi but here's the beauty those were the bottom, let's say, five or six. What was the top three of literally, <coughs> I would say, 14 out of 15 papers? What was the top three? I wish. I wish, I wish. The first one was that they're going, they're going to give it to a yeshiva. The second one was that they're going to give out food for Shabbat for people. That's a that was a nice one. I don't know where they got you know exactly that one from. And then the third one was they're going to give it to the night seder to get more rebbies so we can get more guys in so we can have more trips. That's what they wrote. So we can have more trips, right? But look, but look, look what look look where their hearts are. Ah, if we could just. Forget about the world. If we could show this to ourselves, to remember who we are, and what type of a giving and loving and good people we are. And to forget about all the competitions. And to forget about all the garbage. We were a community that was built once upon a time on building each other. People used to share business contacts with each other. They used to give each other leads. They used to give each other tips. They would start each other off on business. They would give each other non-interest loans. Today, a guy walks down the block. He shows you my business. I'll take you to bed, Dean. Excuse me, I'm just walking down the block. Just walking down the block. Already the guy's suing me. Rabbi. We forgot who we are. And we're supposed to show the Goyim who we are. We forgot who we are. We forgot the Baalei Chesed. We forgot the Rahmanim Bnei Rahmanim. We forgot it. We got to remember who we are. Let me just finish off, ladies, by telling you. Two weeks ago, we took the 80 guys, 100 guys, whatever we have every night, and the night say they're here for a Shabbaton in Lakewood. And this was something. It was a very low maintenance and a, uh, what we would call economical Shabbaton. Because it was mostly for guys, singles, out of high school, or 12th grade, nobody married. This was just a night Seder Shabbaton, all the rabbis and all the guys. And I brought them back to my old neighborhood in Lakewood, to the villas. And there, the upside, my wife gets to remember her old house in Lakewood. Ah, what can I tell you? I'm not going to go there. But believe me when I tell you, she came from Le'ain Hara, a house in Lakewood. And I wanted to bring her back for a Shabbat to enjoy. So we reopened the house. We put up the guys in all the surrounding houses in the area. The beauty about this area, the villas, is it's very similar to Sanhedrin Murchevet in Israel. It's a big circle. It's a huge complex of houses, of cul-de-sacs. And there's one entry to come in and one entry to go out. So Shabbat, everything stops. There's no cars. There's an Eruv around the entire villas. And like this, on Shabbat, when they walk around, no one walks on the sidewalks on Shabbat literally looks like a mini Jerusalem 
all the ladies pushing their carriages and the kids running back and forth. It's something, it's really something beautiful to see. Nothing moves on Shabbat. You don't see a car, you don't see nothing. I wanted them to see this. So every year we bring them to Lakewood for a Shabbaton. And you know, Baruch Hashem, many people, they were so good to us. They gave us their basements. The Lakewood basements are gorgeous. All the houses are brand new. Private entry. They're little mini apartment suites. The guys, they couldn't believe the accommodations. They thought they were going to Oyoyoy land. And it turned out that it was luxury of luxury. It blew them away. We put up all the guys and the rabbis and their wives in all different houses. Shabbat comes. And sure enough, the guys start getting into it. Onik Shabbat Friday night, they all came over to my house. Each guy got up and he said how the night Seder changed his life. He used to go to this club and that place and now he's learning for the last three years every night from 8 to 10. It's unbelievable. I'm thinking to myself, wow, this is going great. But between me and you ladies, this was New Year's weekend. That's why we did it on that weekend. Because that's party weekend. So we ship them out to an island called Lakewood. So like this, they're going to have to party with us. Instead of chas shalom, bumping into any balls falling on their heads. You know what I mean? Because of that, we had to come up with a crazy thing to do Saturday night. Hosea Shabbat. Because if we don't, you have to remember, our guys, they don't come on yellow buses. They came in their own cars. You had to see the looks on the faces of the native Lakewooders. They start seeing these Lexuses and Jaguars pulling into there. <laughs> What's going on here? They, they, they literally, they thought like, I don't know, the president of South Africa was coming to the Lakewood Villas. Who is a whole entourage? If we don't come up with something great, Shabbat's over, they're gone. Gone to the city or wherever. So what do we do? So I said to them, guys, listen, we have something planned for you tonight. I'm telling you, off the charts. Besides the kumzits, and we have a guitarist and a violinist, and we have every type of food you can imagine, Malava Malkana. But one thing you guys don't dare miss. Right after Shabbat, I'm taking you to one of the great rabbis of Lakewood, one of the Rosh Hashivot. Yeah, rabbis. So I, no, 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 no. Wait, 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 wait. You're gonna love it. But after that, you know what we got for you guys? We brought in special for you guys a professional Hollywood hypnotist, and he is gonna do hypnosis show, and he's gonna knock out literally ten guys at a time under hypnosis. And he's going to have you guys doing backflips in the air. You, you guys don't know what's coming. What? Come on, Rabbi, legit. No, no. Can I even make this stuff up? I'm telling you, honest. If not, you can leave. Okay, Rabbi, we're waiting for it. They ended up, we first took him out to the Rabbi. They loved the Rabbi. They got berachot from him. They didn't want to leave him. Finally, we bring the guys back. We start them lava malka. Amar Hashem, the hypnotist shows up. Now this hypnotist was more than I even expected, I'll be honest ladies. I was nervous. I knew they were going to try to push me up there because that's generally what happens. But I said, no, 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 no. I got to keep an eye on this because I got to bring everybody home awake. So let's just see what's going on. He picks out of the audience 
a bunch of guys. He brings up about eight guys. One Rebbe, a few single guys, a few high school kids. And he says to him, gentlemen, there's no such thing as hypnosis against your own will. You have to work with me, but if you work with me, you'll see this is an amazing thing. He gets them all to stand up. He starts talking in a funny tone of voice. He starts telling them to look up and to look down and this way and that way and to close their eyes and to limp their neck and to go up and down. And then he says, Gentlemen, I want you to put your hands together and clench your hands together as one fist. And then I'm going to count down to three and snap my fingers. And the minute I snap my fingers, you will not be able to separate your hands. I said, nah, come on. Sure enough, he counts down from three, two, one, snaps. He tells them, okay, gentlemen, open your eyes. They open their eyes. Okay, gentlemen, separate your hands. And you see these guys. I, I couldn't believe my eyes. They could not, they could not separate their hands. And these guys were like, they were like, as if they were wrestling with somebody. They couldn't pulled their hands apart. I said, wow, okay, now we're getting into something. Oh, Hashem, finally this guy knows what he's doing because I was scared I was going to get, these guys were going to really give it to me if it wasn't a great show. I messed up their big night. After that, he sits them down. After that, he knocks them all out. Now, ladies, at the end of the show, he tells them to stand up under hypnosis and he tells the crowd, I'm going to tell all the guys that their right foot is cemented to the ground. And then I'm going to tell them to open their eyes. I'm going to tell them to play as if they're going back to normal. And I'm going to ask them to go back to their seats and watch what happens when their right foot is as if cemented to the floor. So he gets up and he counts down to three and he snaps and he turns to the eight guys up that are hypnotized and he says to them, gentlemen, your right foot is right now glued to the floor. When I tell you to open your eyes on three, you're going to open your eyes and you're going to go back to your seats. One, two, three. He snaps. They open their eyes. He says, okay, ladies and gentlemen, give a big round of applause for our eight volunteers. And everyone's clapping. And he turns to the eight guys and says, okay, guys, go sit down. And they're, ugh. Ugh. And we were dying laughing. Yeah, we have videos of this. We, 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 we couldn't believe our eyes. They couldn't move. All eight of them. And they were literally schlepping their foot. They couldn't move. Why am I telling you this? For this one moment. This was my moment. Ah. In the middle of the show, he has them deeply under hypnosis. He whispers into each one of the eight guys' ear, you just won $10 million. When I snap my finger, you're going to stand up and you're going to show me your reaction to the winning of $10 million. And then when I say, now, you're going to tell everybody what you're going to do with the money. I said, nah. He comes up to the first guy. He taps him on the back of his head. He counts down to three and snaps. The guy jumps up. He looks around. The guy starts jumping, screaming, whoa! And he's going, the guy's going crazy. And we're dying laughing. But it was real. The guy was going mishnun. Finally, he tells to the guy, now. And he stops and he looks around and says, 
I'm going to buy a house on Ocean Parkway. And then I'm going to buy this. And then I'm going to buy that. And then I'm going to buy this. And he's listing off the whole thing. Everyone claps. He says, okay, four, three, two, one, snaps. The guy falls back. He puts him down. Goes to the next guy. Same story. I'm going to buy, this guy was creative. I'm going to get a, he's, what do you say, a flat in California. I don't know where that one came from. And I, I keep my eye on that kid. And I, it was, it was, this show was great, I'll tell you. It taught me a lot about the guy. All right, anyways, so I'm going to do this. Okay, great. What guy by guy. He comes up to the fourth kid, ladies. He snaps. The kid jumps up. Screaming, yelling. He's jumping on the chair, yelling. I won, I won, I won. And he's looking for his phone. He says, I got to call my mother. He says, no, 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 not now. You'll call her later. No, really. He, he, he wanted a call. And he says, now, what are you going to do with the money? He looks around. He says, I'm giving it to Rabbi Duvi Morgan Abraham. I said, oh, my gosh. He said that under hypnosis. I looked at my wife. And she looked at me like, is that real? I said, I, I can't believe it. This kid, ladies, a boy, high school, not even my class. I didn't even give him that much time, this kid. He was still coming up in the ranks, so to speak. He's only with us for about a year or two. I, I just didn't see it. I walked up to the professional, to the hypnotist, and I said to him, tell me, what does that mean? Was he really? He says, yeah, he was deep under. I said, so, but wait one second. But... What's where did that come? That can't be a sketch, right? He says, no. I said, so who were we talking to? He says, you were talking to his subconscious. Not his, not his subconscious. He says, that, I said, you mean that, this kid really? I mean, legit? He would, it's in his heart to, he says, yeah. He says, why do you think every single other guy was, I said, I couldn't believe it. Look at what we have. Look at our people. Look at our gems. Look what they have to give. Look what they have to show. Says Borei Olam, it's time to change hearts. It's time you're going on vacation. You might be the first and last Jew that some goy somewhere in the world might get to observe, might get to see. Make the impression for the whole nation. Who knows? That might be the chen that we were missing to finally get out of this galut. Ladies, thank you for listening. Thank you. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire.org.